The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. There's, there's this figure that's running, and it's about five feet tall. Hairs standing up on the back of my neck. Moving at this very steady rate, it almost looked, well, it looked unreal. This is the Crypto Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, getting ready for this episode. We have a different kind of episode going on this time. Yeah, kind of a paranormal-ish I don't know thing. what this creature is or what this guy saw, but yeah. it's not a Bigfoot or a Dogman or that kind of thing. It's something different. Yeah, it's hard to explain. I don't even know if it's an alien, really, but... We'll talk to him and we'll find out, hopefully. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we're going to bring uh, Shannon on. So let's go ahead and just get it done. Wait a second. That's right. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. Shannon, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. No problem. My pleasure. I've been uh, listening to your podcast and uh, really getting into it. Cool. We appreciate it. Thanks. That's good to hear. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, your encounter that you're going to talk about tonight happened in Alaska. Is that right? That's correct. That's where I'm from. That's where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. And how old were wow. you when you first had this encounter? I think, well, this happened over a course of about two years. So I was from the ages of 23 to 25 when this happened. Mm-hmm. So, and it was late nineties going into the turn of the millennium. So around 1998 to 2000. Okay. Well, go ahead and uh, tell us what happened walk us into it. What were you doing? You know, were you out hiking okay. or whatever and and walk us into what happened leading up to it and then you can you can talk about the encounter and everything after that well like i said i'm i'm from alaska um fairbanks alaska which if you're looking at the map is smack dab in the center of it away from the ocean and uh it's uh it's the second biggest town in alaska but that's really not saying a whole lot um and where i live happened to be on the outskirts of town in the goldstream valley up this hill that had a few houses on it but once you get over the hill it's pure wilderness it's it's the alaskan wilds out there there's, there's bears everything out there but no houses so on our side of the hill there's a few houses but it's a it's pretty uh, it was pretty private the only other house within viewing distance of us was uh, a blind guy who was happened to be a carpenter um so it was really a private area and uh, it was a, i was about five acre property uh, I was living with my folks at the time. I was a theater student, and I was help making my living by working with them on this house that they lived in. They were trying to turn it into a bed and breakfast, so it had two stories. 
and the bottom level was unfinished. So I kind of lived down there and I, you know, earning my rent by working on the house and fixing up that downstairs area. And in the downstairs area, there is like this panoramic view created by all these windows in this large room that was unfinished. So you could actually scan the whole way across probably about almost 180 degree angle. And uh, later on in these encounters, I'll describe uh, is where I normally saw the, the what I call the white running dude. It was this glowing white figure. The first time I saw it was on this property and I was alone on the property. It was on top of a ladder. I was trying to get into the attic where we were going to do some insulation work. And so I'm on the outside of the, the uh, attic on top of this ladder. And I look over in summertime during the day and there's this large garden area and there's this figure that's running and it's about five feet tall. I'd say probably about 15 yards away from me. And it was uh, leaving this like white spectral trail behind it. This is softly glowing figure leaving this like almost like a comet, uh, this trail behind it. And it, the movement was like stop action, almost like if you were looking at a strobe light on someone and you know how when they're dancing around, you see them in one position and then you see them all of a sudden in a second position. Right. That was what was going on. And it was moving at this very steady rate. It almost looked, well, it looked unreal. And it went around the corner of the house where I couldn't see it anymore. And I'm still on top of this ladder having a conversation with myself. Obviously, I'm nuts. You know, um, should I follow this thing? Should I run around to the bottom and lock myself in the house? Or should I just keep working? And I immediately decided, you know what? I'm not going to spend the rest of my life wondering what, what I would have seen if I got down and off this ladder. And, and I went around the corner of the house. And there's this shop that's quite a large shop. It's separate from the house. And normally there's this great big steel door. And there was no wind at the time. It was even protected by a fence. So I don't even think a wind could close it. But this door slams shut really hard. And uh, right, right after it slams, I hear this noise inside the shop, which sounds like a big metal toolbox and just throwing it around the room. And just really a lot of noise, even from a long way away. And so at this point, I'm saying, okay, this is really happening. I'm seeing this. But I'm thinking, I'm immediately rationalizing. I'm thinking, okay, well, I saw a kid or it was some animal that's in there or something. I've got to confront this and see what's going on. So I, I, I finally go to the shop and I open the door and the shop is a mess. It's always a mess. So I couldn't tell if it had been disturbed or not. Uh, I know I heard the very loud banging noises um, and that was it. And uh, so I didn't tell anyone about this. Uh, I thought maybe it was a figure of my imagination. You know, I, when something like weird happens, I become more of a scully than a molder. And I do what we're trained to do, which is just rationalize it away, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't think much of it afterwards. And a few days later, I'm up in that attic I was talking about. And I'm pulling out fiberglass. And it's really dark up there. It's, it's hot, even though it's Alaska, and it's dark. And I have this shop light that can only reach to the entrance of the, the attic because of the electrical cord. So I have to every periodically I have to get up, go back to the shop light, this heavy shop light, and I have to readjust it and then go back to where I'm working, where the new light, you know, allows me to work. And it, it's a long process. And so I'm way at the back of the attic and all of a sudden the shop move. I'm thinking, man, I got to get up and go back and change this light again. I'm getting into the dark area and the light moves. It kind of threw me off because the shop light was heavy and the shop light moved against gravity. There's really no way for it to happen on its own. So I thought, oh, well, the handyman, the guy that comes by every once in a while to help us out, Tom, he must have been there. So I had a few questions for him. So I said, well, it was a wasted effort because I'm going to get out and talk to him anyway. 
So I get out and there's nobody there. There's no car. There's nothing. And I would have heard someone coming or going. And I really looked around and there was just nobody on the property at all. And it kind of threw me for a loop for a bit because, there, again, there's no way to move that shop light. It, it, wind can't do it. And nothing could have shifted. It, you would have had to physically push on it with a good deal of force to, to get it to move like that. Mm-hmm. So, again, I, you know, I kind of I kind of brushed it off. And a few weeks later. I'm downstairs in this house. I'm uh, we're in my living area, and uh, it's dark out. And I'm organizing something, and all of a sudden, there's this feeling that I had the first time I saw it, which is everything kind of went flat, and there were no hairs standing up on the back of my neck. You know, sometimes I'll run into a spooky place or even a spooky person, and the hairs will go up on the back of my neck. It was like a total calm. And I see this white running figure and it runs on the other side of the windows, just past where I'm at, just come running along. I can hear it. I could see it. And uh, it was about five feet tall. It was proportioned like a very thin adult, but it had no discernible features. I mean, I, I could see the head and I could see the arms and everything, but there was this soft glow coming out of it. And it was leaving that spectral trail behind and it, I, it was like featureless. If there was any features, it was uh, masked by the glow coming off of it. But I don't really think there was any features to it. It just seemed like featureless. And it was just running right past me. And uh, I, I thought, well, I'm nuts. And the weird thing about encounters like that, and I think I've heard your, your, um, some of your Bigfoot witnesses say something to the same effect. When something weird, like paranormal like that happens, what's almost as surreal is the time afterwards. You know, there's no great movie music. There's no climactic moment. It just kind of comes and goes. And then you have to go on with your life. You have to go to work. You know, you have to go to school, whatever. You have to pay your taxes. Life continues on normal. So it really makes you kind of doubt what happened. You know, did that really happen? What's my validation here? So I saw that over a period of the next few months, a few times, it would come running by. And uh, a couple of times I was able to go outside, but I never found any tracks. I never found any, um, any visuals. So I kind of forgot about it, uh, which is weird to say, but it did happen. I forgot. I sort of put it out of my mind thinking I was crazy. You know, the scully in my mind said, well, that's a, that's a bit of bad pudding, you know, just, just coming up or something. And uh, really, you know, I had I was a young man and I was uh, considered somewhat of a prude because, you know, I never even tried marijuana. I wasn't into the psychedelics. Um, There was no no flashbacks going on here. So I really couldn't figure it out. The only other weird thing that clued me in is I lived in this downstairs area and it was really unfinished. And sometimes when my folks wanted to get my attention for something, they would call me from way up above, you know, over this gate. In, from the upstairs area and eventually I had to tell them to send down the dogs to get me because sometimes I would just hear a voice calling my name and I'd go up there to see you know what they wanted and they said well we, we hadn't called you so uh, I said well if you're going to call me at least call me a few times so I, I know you're really asking for me or send the dogs down or something like that to get me and uh, so a few months go by and one night I'm having a couple friends over and we're playing cards in that downstairs area where I live and one of my friends is face towards the windows and all of a sudden she looks up and she goes 
holy shit, you know, what the F was that? Oh my God. And she starts freaking out. And we finally calm her down enough to, to get her to explain what she saw. And she said basically the same thing. She saw this, like this glowing figure running by. She couldn't figure out what it was. Didn't look human to her. And she was really scared. And uh, she made our, our third friend drive her home um, because she, she just didn't want to be there anymore. And at that point, I was a little scared, so I went with them because <laughs> all of a sudden now this becomes real, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had that encounter, and I didn't see it for a while. And then one morning, I wake up, and I'm lying in bed just looking at the ceiling like I do sometimes when I'm trying to get the energy to get out of bed. And I feel something holding me. Like uh, uh, by my right arm, it's holding me over my right arm and I can feel it along my left side and I feel breath on my neck. And sometimes I'm a lucid dreamer. So at first I thought, well, I'm, I must be still asleep dreaming. And then, But then after a few moments, I realized, no, this does not feel like a dream. And I realized I was awake and I did. I was a little weirded out. So I didn't look over to my left, but I just kind of calmly sat there and it sort of faded. And I got up and I went out throughout my day. So I didn't see the white running dude for a while. And then often in Fairbanks, it's um, it's really cold in the winter and there's a lot of snow that accumulates at night. So when we go visit our friends to do cards uh, as a young man, a lot of times we would just stay at whoever's house was hosting and we'd spend the night there because we didn't want to drive at night, you know, when cars weren't helping keeping the roads clear and it would be kind of scary to drive at night. So we'd just spend the night wherever we were. Well, it, I come home one one uh, morning and uh, my folks call me upstairs and my stepdad is just enraged at me. He's just he's just screaming and yelling at me and I can't figure out what it takes me a while to get him to calm down to explain what's going on. And they thought I'd been hoaxing the family because what's been going on this whole time that I wasn't talking to my family was my mother on nights when I would normally have been downstairs was hearing these like loud banging noises or it sounded like how I described that shop with it, something metal being thrown around or door slamming. And she said that we had two Doberman pinchers. They would bark as if something, someone was downstairs. Now there's no way to get into the downstairs. It was a key code and only I and my folks knew the key code. I don't even think my sister knew the key code because she, she didn't live in the house. I don't think she could have gotten in downstairs. Uh, so my mom would start going downstairs and eventually she started taking a gun with her and she was becoming upset because she was afraid that either I or one of my friends was uh, doing some sort of hoax and she was going to end up shooting one of us out of fear, you know, because we were pranking her and we had no idea that this was going on at all. You know, she had not talked to me because she thought, you know, the family would think she was nuts. And I hadn't talked to them about seeing the white glowing dude because I thought the rest of the family would think I was not. But that night that uh, that I came back and, and my stepdad was so upset, he had actually finally heard it that night. He was there and he heard it as well. And so he, he immediately assumed that it was me or one of my friends doing this. So one time in the future, I did see it running again downstairs. And so we kind of got this. We argued a little bit about what it was when we finally can notes we said you know what is it a, a poltergeist it didn't really sound like a ghost it, you know because it seemed tangible and physical and was it an alien was it a fairy was it an angel and i 
you know, we kind of decided it doesn't really matter. These things could all be the same, you know, a matter of perspective of someone's fairy could be another person's angel, could be another person's alien, you know, just, just depends on how you look at it. They don't come with uh, name tags, you know, or labels. Right. So we just assumed it was something tied to the property because, you know, it would happen when I wasn't there, there would be noises downstairs. When I was there, I would see something running by sometimes. And so not much happened. And the final encounter was I had moved out and I was living in town. And I was in this weird house. I was sharing it with a friend of mine. And uh, she was a, a martial arts instructor. She was really, really attractive girl. And uh, I lived in this weird uh, house that we rented where because of the way it was designed, you had to go through the one bathroom to get into my room. So it was a little awkward sometimes. And in the morning, I heard her getting ready for work. And it, I thought she was getting ready to leave like she always does and get in her car and go to work. And I'm turning with my back towards the door, towards the main part of the room. But I heard the door, my door open to the room. And my back is facing to all this, but I could feel the floorboards moving. I could hear someone coming up behind me. And I felt her kneeling right behind me. And she's an attractive girl, so I didn't want to rock the boat. And I didn't want to spook her, so I didn't turn around. I didn't say anything. But I felt something grab my feet. And there was this circular motion going on on the, the, the bottom of my foot. And when this motion happened on the bottom of my foot, all of a sudden this, this warm energy went from that part of my foot and it slowly went up through my entire body. I mean, I could feel it tangibly moving up along my entire body till it controlled my entire body. And then it went away. And I turned around and there was no one there. And uh, kind of spooked me out, but I felt really refreshed somehow. And I had no problem stopping drinking for like, you know, over a month. Or, I didn't try. I didn't even have an urge to, to drink. I, I just felt really rejuvenated for a whole month. And uh, I, I, I don't know how to describe what happened or even, you know, what to think about it, except that I just kind of considered it a parting gift uh, because nothing else happened after that. That was the that was the final encounter. And uh, so I'm still, you know, I've I've really gotten into the whole cryptid thing. I've looked into all sorts of different stuff, even popular fiction, and I haven't found anything like it. Um, I I even asked the local natives uh, and they're not really keen on talking about supernatural things because they feel like when you talk about it, it sort of invites it into your life. And they, they have a little bit of a superstition about even speaking about it. But I did hear a few tidbits about the local Athabascan natives uh, having some sort of legend about a, a similar being, but that's the best I've ever been able to, to, to get as far as, uh, as far as that goes. I've just really, I, I I'm surprised that it, no one's even written about it that I found. Um, the weird thing is though, um, not only do people argue about what it is, the nature of what it might be, even more commonly, people will come to me and they will say uh, they've had this or that encounter. And please don't tell anyone, but I've I've seen this or I've seen that or I, I don't know what they're afraid of, but they just don't really feel comfortable talking about it. I'm amazed how many people have seen what they consider either a ghost or an alien or a cryptid out there. Right. Yeah, that's a crazy story. Uh what do you what do you think that thing was? Do you think it was an alien? Do you think it was a uh, living creature on this earth? I think it person. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I feel kind of blessed because I don't have to believe in there being the paranormal or something out there. I know, I just don't know the nature of it. 
but really i think of aliens as more of um uh, dimensional travelers you know i because if you think about it i think this idea that we have of aliens traveling to us through space doesn't make sense compared to traveling us dimensionally uh, right. i think it's much more logical to think of, of beings traveling dimensionally than it is like flying through space i'm sure if they come here there's some that are capable of entering and exiting our atmosphere with with their technology of traveling around but i really do think of it as a dimensional being of some kind um whether it's a fairy or an angel or an alien i i have not figured out Oh, when I when I when I looked into things, I mean, I, I've seen enough evidence out there and enough eyewitness encounters that I certainly believe in at least three things. I believe in um, some kind of Bigfoots are out there, maybe several kinds. Nephilim, some kind of giants are out there. And I believe in uh, Sinocephalus, some dogmen. You know, uh, I believe those things are out there somehow. Um, and w I don't know why we haven't, you know, figured out why it's not common knowledge yet, but it seems to be becoming more and more uh prevalent and people are having more and more encounters these days mm -hmm. yeah we've talked about that several times on the show um number one it's probably government cover-up first of all um if all that gets out there's a you know that's going to hurt some industries and some history i really um but uh change religion maybe too i don't know yeah yeah for sure that could change a lot of beliefs this is one encounter with this one entity. I mean, you know, change my beliefs about things. You know, I believe in an other. I yeah. believe that, uh, that there's more out there than, than what we're told. It doesn't mean I know what exactly is going on out there, but I definitely believe there's there's something other than, you know, the uh, vanilla reality that we're, we're meant to accept. Right. There's also a lot of people still out there that don't want to accept it. They don't want to know. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not a big game hunter, but I've lived in Alaska all my life. And I've, mm -hmm. you know, I've had so many encounters with dangerous animals like moose and bears and stuff. I don't react with fear usually. The only time I've reacted in fear was uh, when I was a kid, about 100 feet away from this location that I was talking about. Uh, we lived higher up in, the, in this very same hill. Uh, they were renting a house before they owned the one that I was talking about. And uh, as a kid, I'd walk home from the school uh, bus drop off. And it'd be really cold and dark, and I'd be calling, it's about a half mile up this hill, and there's a fork in the road right near where the property is. I saw the the glowing figure, and about it was from an elevated position, but nine feet in the air, I saw these glowing red eyes, and I mean glowing red eyes, and they weren't exactly moving, but they were spaced exactly the way eyes would be, and it looked like it was you know looking facing my direction. And I was a young kid and I did run. I ran down the hill and I stayed down the hill and I was just starting to wonder, you know, what am I going to do? Because it was really cold. It was probably at least 10 below zero and I can't hang out down there forever, but I didn't go back up. there. And lucky for me, my stepfather was coming home early from work and he picked me up in his truck and I told him what had happened. And uh, he got his flashlight and we kind of looked around. We didn't see anything. So we had concluded at the time that it must have been um, just like some ambient light reflecting off of the eyes of an owl or a moose because it was so high in the air. But um, the thing that gives me pause is that was really very close to uh, the property where I would later have these encounters with the glowing dude. So I don't know what to think of that. I know I've, I've heard on your show a lot of times people uh, have seen like glowing red eyes. And, and the thing that tripped me out is they were talking about it being like eight or nine feet in the air. So that I, I thought, well, boy, that I don't know. Maybe it was a Bigfoot or something. 
Well, uh, maybe it was related to what I saw because it was so close, but I just, I just don't know. Well, were the eyes close together like an owl's eyes would be, or were they bigger and farther apart? You know? Yeah. So good question. So Shannon, you were talking about um, hearing the loud banging noise uh, before you saw this creature. And we talked about, you talked about interdimension and all that. Um, I've heard people describe that noise before they've had encounters with other things like Bigfoot and this and that. I mean, could it be a portal opening up or closing? Uh, is that the wow? Kind of, have you ever thought about? I've never thought of that. That could be because you know, like I said, when I heard that noise, is exactly the time where I, I lost visual contact with it. You know, it went into the shop, the door slammed shut. I heard that loud banging noise, and there was nothing in there. And I searched pretty good. I thought, it, I thought because I'd heard such a such a tangible noise, it must be at least a raccoon or something in there. You know, and my brain had processed it weird, and I was. But there was nothing in there. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an interesting, I had never considered that before. Yeah, I've heard people talk about it. it. sounds like a car door slamming almost, that kind of noise. Yeah, and that's what my mother had described too. Hmm. Interesting. So you haven't seen this guy since. Do you think that's what came into the room and touched you, that, that creature that you saw? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I do. I do because I there's a, an almost indescribable feeling when it was present and I felt it on those every occasion that I encountered it Uh, again, it's like this flat feeling. I've heard people describe a a feeling like uh, everything's all calm and and safe. And there just is a real flat feeling. I can't, I can't describe it any more specifically than that, but it's uh, a, you know, the Alaska wilderness is not as noisy as a lot of places, but it was always real quiet when I saw that. And, um, the last winter is very, very quiet. And I could actually hear it. It's like footsteps as it was running mm-hmm. uh, as it crunched along the snow. When I saw it at night, it, it was, it tended to be during winter time. Um, there were a couple, I mean, this was over a course of two years. So there were some times where it was winter. Uh, there were some times where it was summer. Um, summer is very short. We call it our favorite day of the year. Um, so so uh, not much of this happened during summertime. It's a very short season, you know. Um, so uh, right. uh, most of this was during the winter. So were there any tracks then in the snow? Did you see anything or no? I didn't find any. No, I couldn't. I couldn't find any. I did look for that, but I didn't see them. But you could hear it. I could. I could. I could hear. You know. I could mm. hear its weight out there. Yeah. Uh, did it look wow. like when you saw that thing? Did it kind of look like it was floating across the ground or? When I saw it in daylight, it did look like the movement was so um, was so regular. It, you know, if a person was running, they would kind of their speed would vary a little bit as they ambled along. You know, uh, and this seemed to be going at a steady rhythm of speed, and that's one of the things that looked really odd. To, you know, and again, it was as I watched it, it was stop action. So I'd see it in one position, and then I'd see the arms in another position, and the legs in a different position. You know as it immediately jumped from one position to the other, but it was actually going at a very slow, steady speed. And uh, I, I, that's one of the things that clued me in that this is not something normal I'm looking at, mm-hmm. you know? Right. How fast do you think it was moving? Like human speed, walking, running? Oh yeah. I think, I, I, think, um, I mean, definitely within the human range of speed, it wasn't going like, like super, super fast or super, super slow. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it it looked like something running. It wasn't. Uh, you never saw any orbs or 
Well, okay, so when I was young, uh, this was actually corroborated by other people. Uh, I was late for school one day, and uh, my mother's driving me to, to school in town. And just as we start to get into town, I remember right exactly the part of the road it is, right, right next to the mirror lake there. Um, there was this green light that came over everything, and all the cars stopped on the road. And it wasn't a flash of green light. It was like a green light that came down almost like a, a you know, they use those gel sheets and lighting where there's a, a there's a very rigid line along the bottom that slowly came down over everything. And everything turned this like sort of luminescent green. And uh, all the cars stopped for a second and it went on for about probably only about seven seconds. And then it went away and everything went back to normal lighting. It was it was still dim because it was early morning in Alaska. Um but I went to school and other people were talking about seeing it. Other kids were talking about seeing these lights. And it was only the kids that were late for school that had came after the buses had traveled. And depending on what part of town they were, they saw different colors of the, this light. So and we saw green. Me and my mom saw green. And she was an electronics technician. So she said, this is not a transformer exploding. This is, we didn't hear anything. It wasn't a flash. It wasn't coming from anywhere. She thought it was really strange. And so I wish she hadn't done this, but she was a little, um, uh, she was a little, had some social anxiety. So she had me call the news station. And be, maybe it was because I was a kid, you know, uh, I was in high school. I called them and I asked them about it. And their response was really kind of juvenile. I could hear them, you know, pull the phone away and say, hey, Bob, did you did you hear any lights? Did you see any lights? Hey, Stan, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't see anything. And they hung up the phone on me. And I often wondered, you know, well, was it because I'm a kid or, you know, is they just didn't want to talk about it. And then uh, later on, one time I was walking to school with my sister in that same neighborhood I was talking about, this, just that area where we saw the white running. Dude. And there was a, same thing happened only it was a blue light and i asked my sister b i was like b did you see that and she's like yeah what color was it she was, it was blue it was everything turned blue and so that at the time that happened i had been looking down so i wasn't sure whether it was the same effect where there was like this solid like barrier sheet coming down over us almost like some sort of weird ray or something it just everything turned blue and um so i mean that's the only thing else that i because it seemed like some sort of weird light energy thing that I I've made a connection. And, uh, it's something that, you know, other people saw too. So I knew it wasn't just in my head. Uh, so I'd never been able to explain those things. Well, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on in Alaska. I mean, the, the, the Alaskan yeah. triangle, you've heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's becoming a lot more popular. Uh, you see shows on TV about it now, more things are happening. Uh, the government's, admitting to not knowing yeah, if aliens are real or not. Fairbanks so. is right in the middle of that, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It is part of that. It's on uh, part of that triangle. And, you know, the other thing to consider is because there's so the population areas are so clustered around small areas and the rest of it is big, pristine wilderness. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a playground for mad scientists. So I'm sure that all sorts of That's military true. projects go on there, experiments, you know, um, the heart project and all that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure it's just a playground for them all. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's hard to say yeah, for sure. You don't know what yeah. these things are man-made or you don't know if they're dinner dimensional. You don't know if they're yeah. living on this earth and we just don't see them. You know, they kind of do their thing. Uh, that one sounds more alien related to me. Maybe if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, did you notice anything else? Was there any kind of smell odor 
when you saw this thing uh, or outside when you know I there was no smell like I said I've I've seen it I've heard it and I've touched it or it's touched me at any any rate Mm -hmm. but uh, I didn't smell or taste it (laughs) so uh, I I don't it'd be interesting to find other people out there who've had that same exact encounter as you who've who've seen that thing and and talked about it that's part of why I wanted to talk to you guys so hopefully maybe someone out there you know say hey that sounds familiar you know because I really have not been able to find any other instances out there people talking about this Mm -hmm. right you're our first one well, too, talking about maybe it. Maybe somebody will hear this and uh, and get back to us. Yeah, hopefully that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, Shannon, we appreciate you coming on and and telling your story, man. That's that's uh, that really unique and and awesome. Hey, it's yeah. been my pleasure. You guys are awesome. Thank you, thank you. Well, you take yeah. care, man. If you uh, happen to run into that thing again, get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll do. Take pictures, sure. videos, 100%. whatever. All right, bud. You take care. All right. Thanks. Thanks again, thanks, Shannon. You too. See ya. Bye bye. Uh, I kind of think that was, I'm thinking alien on this thing. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little confused. <laughs> um, Alaska is definitely a mysterious place. I'll give you that. Right. You want to, you want to talk about the rake a little bit, but I don't think the, unless it was a baby I rake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause he said it was walking like a person, like a, but it was glowing and it was skinny. Right. This is what he said. Right. Um, yeah. When I, when I hear that, I think of the rake, and we need so, to do a show about the rake, speaking of that, but um, maybe it was a small version, or alien, I don't know. I, I don't know. Weird, weird. Weird Spirit stuff. Some kind, I don't know. Yeah, pretty wild, pretty wild, especially with everything that was happening in the house, and yeah, that was, that was a trip. But as you know, my mind's open to anything. I'm sure yours is too at this point, after I all do. the stuff we've yeah. heard at this point. Uh after after everything we've heard so far, yes. You know, what what are these people making this up for? What what do they have to gain to be on our show? They have nothing to gain, so that there's no nothing reason for to gain. They're not nope. getting paid to be on here to tell me this stuff. Nope. So we make nope. our own shit up, right? So, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm not telling you, man. Well, until yeah, next that was time. wild. Hopefully, we'll get some some people that can uh, shed some light on it, maybe. Right. So, so yeah, if you guys have had any. Uh, experiences like that or seen something weird like that little guy that he saw let us know maybe there's some others yeah, out there that, know. you know maybe they say you know if i saw a bigfoot i'd talk but i'm not gonna tell him about this i think i'm crazy right so right. Th- there's a lot of stuff well, going we won't on there. no we won't so. so once again guys if you've had an encounter and you want to be on our show please get a hold of us and uh, contact us at info at cryptidcreatures.co or get a hold of us on facebook right. instagram Twitter, YouTube. Or you can go on our Facebook page and just click on the link in our bio and that'll have all right. of our social contacts and everything on it. Right. So. Uh, we want to share everyone's encounters out there and make the world know that there's stuff going on out there that's not, you know, you know, not normal. People people accept things uh, they want to believe their own mind, but uh, there's other stuff going on out there that for sure is, is more than just Bigfoot too, and that's why we're doing this show. Oh, so That's right. So we want to bring all this into the public consciousness. We want to let people know what's going on and what's out there. For sure. Brian, thanks again, man. Till next time. Yeah, always fun, man. All right. We'll see you later. See you.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.